Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in to Balloon Party, driven by Mungan St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you on the program. Jackson, we got a lot of stuff here. We're looking for bear. We got the Cardinals and Cubs, the uh, ejection of Miles Michaelis last night, uh, the doggies playing against Club America. Uh, the story that has captivated St. Louis, though, came from the Los Angeles Times yesterday afternoon, and it regarded the Cardinals the Dodgers and Nolan Arenado. And when news breaks, you know, Balloon Party is the place people tune in really across the country. And that is why we are very pleased to welcome to the program the author of the story from the Los Angeles Times. He has a tight window, so we want to get him on ASAP. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the program Jorge Castillo. Jorge, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We are wonderful, and you and your story certainly got Cardinal fans and baseball fans across the country, and I would imagine plenty of Dodger fans talking yesterday, and that is that the Dodgers and Cardinals have had talks regarding Nolan Arenado. I uh, certainly have a variety of questions regarding the story, which you can read at latimes.com, but the story was posted about 18 hours ago. Um, What can you tell our listeners um, as an umbrella a view of where this thing stands with the Cardinals and the Dodgers and Nolan Arenado. Yeah, so basically, what I've heard um, for several days now, um, and at first, when I first heard it, I was like, "No way!" Um, and then you keep hearing it, you keep hearing it, so you poke around, and basically, they've had you know the Dodgers have reached out, uh, they had talks. Um, the Dodgers know what the the Cardinals would want in this kind of scenario, and. Um, but the fact is, as I wrote in the story, that the Cardinals don't have to trade Nolan Arenado. Um, he's under contract for a while. He remains, a, you know, one of the best players in baseball. But the Dodgers have been enamored by him for years, um, going back to his Rockies days. They wanted him uh, when he was about to be a free agent there before he signed his extension. They wanted him when he asked out of Colorado. Um, Colorado did not want to trade him to Los Angeles. Um, this has been for a, a long time. So, as it stands right now, I was told uh, yesterday actually that it seems that the Cardinals are, you know, have sort of closed the door on this, but they did have talks. And um, it just the smoke was enough for me to decide, hey, uh, I'm not much into the rumor mill stuff. If you guys have looked at my, my work, but this was, uh, this was percolating for a while here, the last several days. 
Um, I'm not. I, I don't think there's no chance it's going to happen, but obviously it's a slim chance. And so, just one of the things that I want to I want to make sure focus on because certainly Cardinal fans were shocked, and really, I think the majority either didn't believe it or were really angry that the Cardinals could uh, do it, and if they did, would be really angry. You think now, based on your understanding, uh, that the Cardinals and Dodgers, you think the door has for the most part closed on any uh, chance of this happening? Is that is that a correct way to to read what you said? there or I, I, I wouldn't say it's completely closed um, I'm just I, I just believe yeah it's probably not going to happen at this point but based on what I heard yesterday again today things these things change so much man from day to day it's uh you know um, but by from now to Monday when the deadline uh, comes um, things can change quite a bit um, but it does seem the doors might be closing um, but again that could change and um, I'm sure last weekend is different than now, and, and Sunday can be different than, than today, which is what, fr- Friday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah, yes, so uh, Friday, can, July 28th. Yeah, things can change pretty quickly. Uh, Jorge Castillo of the LA Times with us, and uh, he has about four or five minutes before he has to tend to other responsibilities uh, with the Dodgers. But I want to make sure I ask a couple of questions, because whether or not Nolan Arnato gets traded, uh, as you acknowledge, it doesn't necessarily sound like it's likely at the moment. But with that said, I thought there were two pieces of news in your story, Jorge, that were incredibly important. One was uh, that Nolan Arnato, per your sources, was not happy with what the Cardinals did this past offseason. And I can tell you that a lot of Cardinal fans were either confused or not happy with what the Cardinals did this offseason, leaving them vulnerable to a pitching problem, which has certainly played a role in the Cardinals' failures this year. So let's let's get into that, because on the surface, it would make no sense for the Cardinals focused on 2024 to trade a guy who they have under contract for four more years. But if Nolan Arnato is irritated with the Cardinals, like he became irritated with the Rockies, then we would have motive to explain why there could be a deal, which is an important part. Because on the surface, it would make no sense. So what is your understanding of Nolan Arno's mindset on the Cardinals in this past offseason and where he is right now? I think Nolan Arno looks at the situation and he wonders if he can win a World Series in St. Louis. Um, he's 32 years old. He hasn't won a playoff series yet in his career. Um, he hasn't played on a, you know, on a winner. He hasn't gone deep into the playoffs yet. And um, I think he's someone who probably looks at where he stands. Um, he looks at his peers and he probably says, hey, I want to play in October. And, it, you know, the, the Cardinals will not be playing in October this year. Uh, so next year he's going to be 33 years old, and he probably looks around, and there's a lot of young talent there in St. Louis. Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn coming on up. But um, I think he looks at the situation and wonders if he can go somewhere else and win, um, you know, still in the tail end of his prime. And the other piece of news you had, and then uh, Arnato's agent uh, said that this was not accurate, but uh, that's part of the deal when you break stories and you report things like this around the trade deadline as you have people questioning the reports or saying that they're not true. It's just kind of the nature of of what you do for a living is that he would accept a trade to the Dodgers and only the Dodgers. Uh, can you elaborate on that, Jorge? Yeah, from two different people. And last night I actually heard from a different team that also that was interested in Arenado who also were under the impression that he would only accept the trade to the Dodgers and that uh, he did not want to go to their team. 
So I'm sticking by that one. Okay. And finally, uh, you mentioned Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty. They are still out there. You saw uh, what the Angels did in the Los Angeles market 48 hours ago with Giolito and Lopez. Uh, The Dodgers have already made a move, bringing back Kike Hernandez. What do you think the interest level is on the Dodgers' part if Arnado is not part of a deal, but to do a deal with the Cardinals for either or both Montgomery and Jack Flaherty? The Dodgers need a starting pitcher, starting pitcher or two. Um, I'm not sure how much you guys know what's going on with their, their rotation right now. That's but a mess. Clayton, yeah, Clayton Kershaw has been out for a few weeks. Uh, kind of a mysterious shoulder injury. They haven't talked much about it. Tony Gonsolin hasn't been himself. Julio Rios has not been himself this year. Um, they have a lot of rookies in there. They've had guys cycling in and out. Um, they don't really have that, you know, the, the usual Dodgers starting rotation that we're so accustomed to over the last, you know, decade or so, right? Um, so I do think I, one thing I think I, I, I'm pretty sure is going to happen is the Dodgers will acquire a starting pitcher by Monday. Now, the question is who? Jack Flaherty is someone I heard they do, they do have interest in. Jordan Montgomery as well. Um, there are other guys around. Mitch Keller is another name that's been tossed around. Lance Lynn is another name that's been tossed around. Um, I do think the Dodgers will acquire a starting pitcher. Maybe it's one of the guys or both, as you mentioned, uh, in St. Louis. Uh, I just expect something to happen, whether it's Arenado and, so, and one of those guys or um, someone else on another team or just one of those guys. And finally, uh, who do you think the Cardinals would be interested in? I know in your column you mentioned a number of names. If it were Flaherty Montgomery, what do you think the Dodgers would be willing to give up? Because it certainly wouldn't be the Hall if Arenado is not a part of that deal. Yeah, I think the, the Dodgers have, have guys, man. They have a lot of young pitching that I think would be attractive to the, um, to the Cardinals. Uh, you know, Michael Grove, uh, Ryan Pepio, Emmett Sheehan, guys that have had, that have had um, you know, experience in the big leagues, Diego Garcia is in AAA right now. He's he's a he's a top 100 prospect, a catcher. Um, they have a lot of guys who I think a lot of scouts, a lot of executives, a lot of teams in baseball um, think very highly of uh, the Dodgers system. While the Dodgers have been a you know a very good major league baseball team, a great team over the last decade, uh, their minor league system has been well stocked, um, better than most. So I think the Cardinals will have their you know will have a lot to pick from there if, if they were to go just the Montgomery or the Flaherty. Uh, route. Jorge Castillo, the story at LATimes.com. It certainly has gotten quite a bit of attention around baseball fans around the country and has been the talk of the town in St. Louis. Jorge, the author of the story, standing by the report that Arenado would uh, only go to the Dodgers if he were to waive his no-trade clause, but acknowledging that uh, things can change quickly, but at this moment it doesn't necessarily look likely that the deal would get done. Jorge, I know you're very busy this morning, so thank you for fitting us into your schedule. We appreciate your time. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. That's Thanks, Jorge Castillo of the Los Angeles Times, the story up at LATimes.com. Jackson, I tweeted this link out uh, yesterday, and as I said, I'm essentially retired from social media minus the LSU mom. Uh, get the get, get the get, get the get. Nice. Thank you. Uh, at the White House. Uh, I didn't realize that at that point, it really, that the story had just gone up, uh-huh. and so then I'm in a lot of the mentions which is something right you live you live your life to soak in the mentions i live my life for likes actually right right everything you do is for likes right like look at me and then i do this duck lip thing right in right. my mercedes but it's not really mine i'm just on a lot right uh <laughs> and then i just go to napoli but i also live for mentions mm-hmm. and then being attacked for sending out a link of a story that's right because i'm like yeah i needed that right and what what I noticed about this was 
it was just being called essentially a phrase over the last seven or eight years, fake news. And then Derek Gould says, here are some quotes, and this is what the Cardinals are saying, and this is Derek says. And so what I've, what I've noticed is this. We believe the things we want to believe. We believe the things we want to believe. Ain't that the truth? It's quite a business model. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why this gentleman who worked for the Washington Post and the Los Angeles Times and went to Yale was in the mood to just make something up yesterday, but apparently some are of the opinion that that's what he was doing. So I wanted to have him on, tip of the cap to you for getting him on, and uh, I wanted to be able to ask him direct questions. And Arnado's agent said this thing about uh, him only accepting a trade to the Dodgers is not true. So you just heard. He goes, not only do I stand by that, but I talked with another uh, person, and uh, their team was interested in bringing him on board, and he was told he's only accepting a trade to the Dodgers. So listen, I don't know what is true, but I can tell you the part that to me, and I know we were talking about this on TMA this morning, that is perhaps the most important part of the story is the following, because then it would give you motive, because otherwise, why in the world would the Cardinals trade Nolan Arnato, who they have under control for the next four years? And it's this. Nolan Arenado not being happy with what the Cardinals did this past offseason, according to a person with knowledge of the situation. We have seen Nolan Arenado not be happy with an organization's direction before. Right. It was in Denver. It led to Austin Gomber uh, going to Denver and the Cardinals getting Nolan Arenado in money. Yeah, lots of money. <laughs> The strangest things I've seen. Uh, but either way, it worked out for the Cardinals. So if he is not happy which would certainly be understandable. Yep. We've spent some time on this show on TMA. I would imagine it's been discussed uh, at length all over St. Louis. Okay, you have John Mazalek fly out to your place in Southern California and ask for the direction of the organization in the short term, deciding whether or not to opt out of your contract, which mm-hmm. you have a right to do. Yep. You hear what he has to say. You decide not to opt out because you believe in the direction of the organization. The organization then signs a catcher who five weeks into the season becomes a corner outfielder slash DH (laughs) and is, per Michael Kay of the Yankees broadcast team, calling pitches that are not in the repertoires of the staff. The old old (laughs) screwball. And then you don't have any other pitchers, and your bullpen is decimated, your starting staff is decimated, and your last place, perhaps as... Jorge just said, you're not necessarily happy with things because you may have felt like you were misled. I personally believe the Cardinal plan was to acquire Sean Murphy and spend money on pitching. I don't know who the pitcher would have been, but I really personally believe that that was the plan. And then when they didn't want to trade these prospects, some of whom they might be trading here at the deadline... Uh, for Murphy, they then pivoted, and the dollars were not spent on pitching, but on an overpayment of Wilson Contreras. And so, Arnado may be even more unhappy now, or he may have been fine during the offseason, and then as he thought, saw things play out in the Cardinal clubhouse and on the field, became disenfranchised. Sure. So, the reason why I'm focusing on that is, otherwise, it would make no sense for the Cardinals and Dodgers to seriously entertain this, if indeed that's even happening. From the Cardinal side, it would make no sense whatsoever if you want to be competitive in 2024 
to trade away Nolan Arenado, unless you're saying we're not going to be able to compete unless we bring in some young pitching that we have cost-controlled and can strike guys out and yeah. can make guys swing and miss because we just don't have that. The pitch-to-contact thing is outdated. And so... The Cardinals say, okay, he's not happy here. He wants to go, but he's not going to say it publicly. And then that would be the reason. To me, that part of the story is important because it explains motive. I suppose it's titillating if you have an unhappy superstar, but it is important to the story because it explains the why. Yeah. So that is why I wanted to highlight that and get Jorge Castillo's perspective on it. And, and you just heard what he had to say. And if you missed any of it, you can podcast it on the Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers podcast. So we'll continue that. I want to hear what you have to say about it. Text in Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. You just heard the author of the story that has many baseball fans in St. Louis talking. Uh, so we'll read your feedback. We'll listen to it. If you want to leave a mic drop on 101 ESPN's app. We also had Miles Michaelis getting tossed last night. You will hear two different broadcast opinions uh, as the Cubs broadcast was certainly different than the Cardinals broadcast as that played out. And we'll hear what uh, Miles Michaelis had to say about those developments as well. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. It's presented by Munganas St. Louis. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party on ESPN and on YouTube. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you, joined by Jorge Castillo. Uh, in the first segment, he is the author of the L.A. Times story that uh, certainly got St. Louisans talking yesterday. I was listening to uh, Anthony Stalter and uh, Jamie Rivers talking about it, along with uh, Marshy Marsh and his playful posse. Jackson, uh, what did you think of the story, and what did you think, as we just heard from the author of the story? What stands out to you? Yeah, again, I think we have been we could speculate all day long, and I think it's warranted speculation that Arenado is not happy with uh, you know what happened the off season. I kind of agree with you on the point where it's like maybe he was happy in the off season, or at least optimistic. And then once he saw the writing on the wall, once the season started, it clearly became a, a shift in mood. And to see a source attributed to that you know, or attached to it certainly is eye opening, or at least noteworthy from the perspective of yeah. I mean, a Southern California guy who's in the lat- latter half of his career, it's not surprising that. And then you know maybe making a move to a team like the Dodgers, where he's from. Wouldn't be out of the question. So I, I get the the validity of the article, and I just think uh, seeing that is like kind of confirming what we've been thinking this entire season to I, an extent. Uh, I would really be taken aback if they traded Nolan Arenado. I would agree. Um, Nolan Arenado um, and Jordan Walker and Win. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else I would be taken aback by at this point, honestly. No. Um, and I, to be clear, I include, I think you trade Paul Goldschmidt. I really do. But if you believe that you can get back in the mix in 2024, and only you know what you're planning on doing and what financial flexibility you have to do so... Uh, then I understand. Then you want to maximize the one year you have left with them, kind of like what we're seeing in Southern California, not with the Dodgers, but with the Angels, with the couple of months they have left with Shohei Otani, who certainly showed his support for their move yesterday by 
becoming the first guy ever to uh, pitch a one-hit shutout and then hit two home runs in the same day, albeit different games as the uh, Angels, who I think would be a nice little value play right now as they're certainly fired up in Anaheim with doing that. So if the Cardinals feel like they can do that, then, then great outstanding but right. he's going to be 36 in a month and he's under contract for one more year it makes all the sense in the world to me to trade paul goldschmidt paul goldschmidt and the dodgers aren't a fit they've got themselves a lovely first baseman the question mark they have is at third base uh, i also wonder i realize you know there isn't a cap but there is the luxury tax threshold and if the dodgers already have the roster they have with the players they have already under contract and then you add arenado and then you go after otani the hell's the payroll going to be like 500 million well for real <laughs> well the rockies still owe about 16 million on that yeah, the rockies contract. are just bankrolling things <laughs> like the, the rockies are like the sugar daddy of the national league they are yeah i think there's a vast difference in trading goldschmidt and trading Arenado. I think there's could a not agree with you difference. more, but I think both would be met with a lot of disdain in sure. St. Louis sure. because it's not something we've seen and not a generation hasn't seen it. Your generation Never. hasn't seen that. Never. Um, the expectation, of course, is that Flaherty, Montgomery, Hicks, possibly Helsley, an outfielder or two, a middle infielder would be going here between now and 5 p.m. on August 1st. But when you go Arenado, that's a totally different thing. And that is why I just want to continue to focus on, because listen, on the surface, I go, what? That, that just makes no sense. So it can't be true. But if what Jorge Castillo reports, and he cited uh, the reasoning for it, uh, that Arenado was unhappy with the Cardinals and what happened this offseason, and he wants to win a World Series, he is going to be 33 years old, that... You okay, well, then if that's the case, then maybe he wants out. Right. And that would explain it. I still wouldn't consider it to be likely. Uh, your thoughts are welcome, uh, and uh, you're welcome to text in 314-399-9646. Uh, Lisa, what do you say about Lisa? She's a gem, Tim. Uh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Tim, how did our team get here? Mo needs to go. Uh, if the DeWitts are done winning, then sell. That is from Lisa who is a gem. Well, that is why uh, the next four or five days, I mean, this is, this is a moment. Yeah. I, you know, I never would have thought that we would see what we saw in January with the Blues, mm-hmm. followed by July with the Cardinals. It, to, to have both teams have the expectations, granted I think the Blues were less than the Cardinals with respect to expectations, but still postseason was certainly in play, and the Cardinals, I think it was the National League Central, was in play um, with both teams in, in not only sell mode, but but fire sale mode. What a time. And then you have the first place. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, if you were to, like... Expansion team. Right, like, rank before the season started who would have the best seasons out of the three, you would probably probably gone Cardinals, Blues, Dogs, and in fact, it's the exact inverse. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at the expectation with the Cardinals. Obviously, the Cardinals sure. and Blues will have the same fate, but the this Cardinals is, This has been going on from the beginning. This has been yeah. going on from April. And the thing with the Cardinals is is this was what was being discussed going into the season. What is going to happen with the pitching staff? Right. And then when something is called out by the fans in advance and it plays out that way, 
That is even more damning. 314-399-9646 is how you can text into the show. You can leave a mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Tim, what about Wilson Contreras to the D-backs for a pitching prospect, and we pay half his salary? That's in the 636. I just cannot imagine the Cardinals paying half that salary. Can't imagine that. I would think that if that is going to happen, which for the record I've got at 20 to 25%, uh, if that is going to happen, and by that I mean Wilson Contreras being traded, if that is going to happen, the Cardinals would have to certainly eat some salary, not that level, but uh, include a prospect or a player the organization would want, as in the organization receiving Contreras. That's the way that gets done. If that were to happen, uh, let's see. Please don't lose sight that he isn't asking out. He just said he would play for the Dodgers if the Cardinals wanted to trade him. It's where he lives in an isolated circumstance or desire. Well, we don't know what he said. So I, you know, the, the, the responsibility I personally feel I have is to just give you as much factual information, which is acknowledging what is factual and what is not, and then also giving my opinion on what is factual and not necessarily what I like or dislike. And what I found yesterday was, well, I don't like this news, so therefore I don't believe it. This is clickbait. And I thought, oh, this is kind of what's gone on in the United States over the last decade or so, is if you don't like the news, you just call it fake, and then you accuse or attack the author. And then if you do like the news, you say, see, that's, this is the person who tells the truth. Right. And that's what we had play out with a baseball trade yesterday. Uh, Mo did not live up to his word. Uh, played at Players as well as fans don't like when someone goes back on their word. That is from uh, the 636. It says, Janet in parentheses, maybe. Nice. <laughs> We'll confirm that later. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I get what the, I get. What Janet maybe is saying, and then it also doesn't help when, I guess by definition, he did increase the payroll of the Cardinals by a marginal amount, and then says, "See, we did." Like that is not going to be endearing to, especially given where the team is currently at. So I, I get people's frustration with it, but then uh, I, I I would totally agree. Like if either Arenado, especially Arenado, but if Goldschmidt gets moved, people will be upset. And if you have a deal with Arenado, I've said this on TMA today, like you got Arenado for one of the best deals in modern baseball history, and you don't get a single playoff win with him, that is really bad. Like that's really bad, especially given the division they're in. That's just not as is no good. All right. Uh, also, last night, the Cardinals and Cubs had a game in which all hell broke loose in the first inning. Uh, we will play the audio of Miles Michaelis getting tossed, both the Cubs version and the Cardinal version, and uh, you will be able to assess uh, your thoughts uh, because Chip Carey and Brad Thompson did not hold back. Nope. I enjoyed it. I did too. Uh, we'll have that for you on the other side of the break. You are listening to Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, you're right, Jackson. There is a lot of activity on the social media. You know, the Twitter tweets. Are you calling it X now? Uh, I'm still going to call it Twitter, probably. Fair enough. 
the Twitter account STL Sports Central uh, mm-hmm. tweeted out. Uh, as the trade deadline moves closer and closer, we now have more insight into how the Cardinals will approach it, all via John Denton. The club is becoming concerned about Ryan Helsley's history of arm injuries and his lingering unhappiness over losing his arbitration case and will likely try to trade the former All-Star in the coming days or offseason. Ryan Helsley quote tweeted that tweet and said, weird, I never knew I felt this way. <laughs> Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. Uh, yeah, he just tweeted 15 minutes ago. Weird. Never knew I thought this. Yeah, it's tough. Listen, I mean... What's tough? You tell me what's tough. You're a prince. You're a Ledoux prince. Right. Well, I mean, if someone, get, if someone a source that you trust, tells you something, and then you go and you report it, and then the player can say whatever they want, and not humiliate you, that's the wrong word, but kind of dunk on you in that sense, that's just the nature of... Of the business. That's why you and I don't break stories. It's because we we just we don't want to, we don't want the we don't want the stress of it. Personally, I know I don't. Unless it's like a big hockey trade, then you might see me. Then you're. I have a lot of sources. You and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, listen. I'm. Uh, people give me the information, and it's my job to give it out to them. You're the one who's breaking these stories now. I don't want to come out and just say that, but I think people know. I had no idea. Yeah, that this you is were all right. a ruse, you know. Uh, we uh, have deep teased this audio last night. Miles Michaelis on the mound when uh, Wilson Contreras gets hit by Ian Happ and uh, an aggressive follow through. I think most would agree that it was not intentional. And uh, and here's a here's a listen to the uh, Cubs broadcast after Michaelis then throws high and tight on Hap and then the next pitch hits him in his uh, backside. Michaelis goes <laughs> inside with one at ninety four. Intent, probably not, but right. maybe. Definitely. Wow, that's huh? weak. That's some weak sauce there. That's really weak. I mean, there's nothing intentional about what Ian did. Wilson took no umbrage. You saw him hug. And that's just, that's just dumb, really. I mean, to me, I feel like they're, I, I'm not advocating, but if they were to throw him out of the game here, yeah. I would say that. Yeah, that might be what they're play. discussing. That was clearly intentional. I th- clearly intentional. Maybe that's a guy who doesn't want to pitch on a hot night. He's gone. He threw him out. Yeah. Yep. thinks he's got an argument yeah. and I'm sure Ali Marmo's going to stick up for his guy yeah and, I'm, and, and this is one of the things as a manager you know your guys made a, a, a dumb mistake and, and guys sometimes in the heat of battle do dumb things three batters in and their starting battery is gone so there is the Cubs broadcast here is the Cardinal broadcast Chip Carey, Brad Thompson and another message sent the tower once got him flushed the second time and now let's see if the umpires issue warnings after yeah. Hap knocked Contreras from the game well you you see that Hap knew exactly what was going on too didn't say a word took his bag caught him right in the hip if you're going to get him that's exactly where you get him did the job the right way they're going to talk it over they'll issue warnings they throw him out wow they Come just throw Michaelis out of the game you got to be kidding me got to be kidding me have a little feel for baseball have a little feel for the game 
I really enjoyed that. Now, here is my opinion. Number one, this is... I was speaking, you know, one of the things that gets me going on this program, Jackson, well, that? media. Mm-hmm. That's true. And no, so we, here we, we here you have two broadcast teams seeing the exact same thing, and then you heard the way it was presented. Right. So you have you have that. I enjoy the candor. The other thing I would say is the vast majority of you have probably heard Chip Carey and Brad Thompson call games this year. And while I'm sure any major league broadcast in the home teams have their home team slant, which is why Joe Buck uh, did not necessarily enjoy the feedback he received (laughs) during October, because it's a totally different style of broadcast fans are used to at the most intense time of the year watching a baseball game because they're used to hearing their hometown broadcasters. Uh, It's not like Chip Carey and Brad Thompson are pissing and moaning about umpires all the time. I think there are some local broadcasts that do that. Uh, but I do not feel like that's the case with the Cardinal broadcast. Is it Cardinal slanted? Yes. But is the Cubs broadcast Cubs slanted? Yes. Is it across the baseball? Yes. Um, my point being, they're not the boy who cried wolf. There's some credibility there. Brad Thompson to react like that. I don't know if I've ever heard him re- react like that to something like that. My read is he thought, okay, issue the warning and then and then go. Right. Um, and that's where I am. At the same time, the rule is if the umpires believe there is intent, then you toss them. I just think that at that point, first off, I think Michael is thrown at him was just ridiculous. I have no idea what the point of that was. Right. I mean, if you, you're doing that, what do you, what do you, you Ian Happ swung and hit Contreras intentionally, right. former teammate, friend or not, it doesn't really matter. I mean, that's such a, a ridiculous premise to take. And so now you're going to throw it. Well, you missed the first time. I mean, that's the problem. Right. Had he hit him with the first one, I guarantee you there's a warning. Yes. The problem is it happened twice and he missed him with the first one. Still, with that said, having, as Thompson said, have a feel for the game. Right. And it's the first inning. And it's like, okay, Enough of the nonsense. That's a warning. Enough. Right. And I believe everybody would have been fine with that. Absolutely. Now, what got the Cubs and Cardinal benches going, my belief is, the Cubs were yelling at Michaelis because he missed him with the first one, and they were giving him trouble about that. Then Michaelis fires back at Stroman, who's got the same height situation I've got going on, and then is mocking his height. Flaherty gets involved, and they're screaming at each other. So you had that going on as well. Uh, What sound do we have following the Cardinals and Cubs fun and games? Here's Miles Michaels. Yeah, Miles Michaels. Um, you know, I, you know, threw a pitch inside. You know, it got him, and uh, you know, he was just he was just going to take his base. You know, there was there was no chirping or anything um, between sides. He was going to take his base, and I was waiting on on the next ball, go get the next hitter, and um, you know, they had a meeting and, and decided to toss me. If there was intent, and they mentioned the previous pitch, right, would you think a warning would have been issued at that point? Yeah, you know, you know, if I could trade this guy before my locker, uh, you know, I threw inside to a lot of guys. Um, you know, I threw an inside and it hit him, and, you know, there was no warning, and, um, you know, the umpires can believe what, whatever they want to believe. They had a meeting, and, you know, that was their choice. Um, you know, they, they believe that, um, that there was intent there, and... That was, you know, that's that's all the reasoning um, umpires need. You know, everyone's entitled to, you know, see what happens and, and make their own decisions and, you know, have their own opinions, and uh, that was theirs. There it is. Uh, the scouting report said you're throwing. <laughs> Listen, 
the, it's really tough to tell intent on stuff when you're not in the person's mind, but you give away the intent when you miss with the first one. That is evident that you are kind of going inside. So when you go inside again, now intent has been laid out. And if the, it is in the rules, if the umpires believe that it was intentional, then they toss you without warning. And so the Cubs are now on a heater at 500. Uh, and the reason why that is relevant is because with the Cardinals having to go to their bullpen in Dakota Hudson in the first inning and a four-game series, that's incredibly advantageous for the remainder of the weekend with the conditions being what they're being. It's going to be hotter than hell. And the Cardinals had to tap into the bullpen early by Miles Michaelis getting to throw a handful of pitches before he gets ejected. I also think the context of what took place last Friday at Wrigley Field with Ron Culpa and the Burleson at bat even though he wasn't the one behind home plate last night, is still lingering for the Cardinals, considering it was the same opponent when that took place. What did you think? Did you think the ejection was warranted? What did you think of Michaelis's actions? Uh, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service. Text line plus, we have the Lil Piddles Friday 6 shooter. It's all coming your way in the final segment here on Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A Friday tradition unlike any other. Let's spin the chamber for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Presented by the Angry Beaver, a couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza. Currency. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. The Lil Piddles Friday Six Shooter presented by Angry Beaver on a program sponsored by Munganaz St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. When advertisers want return on investment, they come to a one-hour midday show. That's what they do. Yeah, a midday show that flat breaks it down. Thank you. With this Six Shooter. Sir, the floor is yours. So with the Six Shooter today, I'm going to go a little bit more. I'll do, I'll do a cardinal question and a non-cardinal question at a, given the time we have. Uh, it seems like with so many teams in the mix to make the playoffs, do you think that is a good thing for the Cardinals looking at the return they will get for some of their important pieces? In that sense, do you think it is beneficial for the Cardinals to wait until the 11th hour to maximize return on the players they are willing to trade? Uh, yes, I think it's good. The thing that Buster only pointed out in his column is one executive saying the issue is so many of these players who are available are free agents, free agent starters, and therefore the return may not be what some of the sellers anticipated. So you might have a number of teams clamoring, but you might not necessarily have the return you expect, at least as of right now, per Buster only. Uh, but uh, I like the fact that the Cardinals are holding on for the next few days. But if the Cardinals don't, and unless I just don't even think it's possible that they don't do anything between now and the right. trade deadline, uh, I'm anxious to see it. I can't wait to see it. I think it is an important part for the Cardinal journey to uh, turn the page, and I am anxious to see just how much they turn the page between now and August 1st at 5 p.m. A question two. Thank you, Angry Beaver. You betcha. Uh, what do you make about Sean Payton's comments about the former regime? Do you think those are unnecessary shots? They had Jets, a lineman, uh, say that uh, I believe effing bum is how he describes Sean Payton. After he wasn't those. happy with the criticism of Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it struck me as kind of like a. Do we really like you know maybe we just kind of move on? We don't necessarily need to take the unnecessary shots. So you did not like it, is what I'm. I just think it's. I think I think it's bad practice. I think it's bad practice. Would I do it? Absolutely not. It's just not the way. And here's my reasoning. Not because I'm on moral high ground, as you know. I'm a godless heathen. heathen. Yeah. 
some say pervert, and some. I agree. Yeah, and some. I and I actually agree with that. But here, here's how, it's kind of like likes and mentions. Eh, not worth the time. Hmm. I just I have other things to do than like attack people in the media. Right. What's what? What do I get out of that? Especially, you know, it's one thing if you're like, you know, hanging on in your career and just trying to get attention. But Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. God only knows how much money he has in the bank. It struck me as really odd. Here is my theory. If mm-hmm. there was a method to that interview, he is trying to do everything he can to put Russell Wilson in the mindset that what took place last year had nothing to do with him. And it was everybody else, and especially that head coach who lost his job. That's why you didn't have success last year. And I'm so confident about it. I'm going to take all of the attention and call it the worst coaching job in NFL history and that there are 20 hands that are dirty on Russell Wilson's 2022 season. That is my theory, because I just don't think a guy who's done it and won a Super Bowl and done it at the level and the length of time Sean Payton has would go off half cocked like a guy trying to get attention at like SEC media days you know what I mean see Tim this is this is why this is why the advertise there's why we get the ROI this nah, is it's it. why angry beavers on board that right there is a prime example of critical thought analysis something I didn't well, consider again, Jesuit educated and there there's so much thank you St. Ignatius yeah that was really good I really enjoyed that Thank you for that. And also, it's great. My read right now is you don't have anything else. No, I do. I, I, I know. I'm surprised because I figured, I mean, we've only gone to two chambers of the six shooter. No doubt. Um, but maybe they're like, you think wind's going to be up? <laughs> I still have that one if you want to answer. Um, the, uh, the Sean Patton, and I get that. And I think that's a good call on him, like essentially falling on the sword. Right. And like, give and me all the onus. Because he's just not some rookie head coach. Right. He's like, oh, good. I get to sound off and. It's just not the way that uh, you just get to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't need this nonsense. Right. But therefore, I think it was strategic. Right. Otherwise, he has lost it, and I'll take the under on the Broncos win total. I'm taking it because Russ can't scramble like he used to, and that was his saving. We got a Broncos breakdown here. Well, I'm just I I went to like every. It seems like they always played the Seahawks on Monday night. The Rams did, and somehow would win some of those games. But Russell Wilson was so effective. The Rams hosted the Seahawks on Monday night in St. Louis a bunch. I feel like at least twice. Really? Is yeah, that right? I feel like there was a surprise they were on Monday Night Football. It was either a, there was one that was a Monday night. I think that was the game where the gentleman maybe was Golden Tate waved goodbye uh, after Janoris Jenkins got burned, which was mm. a, a became a theme towards the end of Janoris Jenkins' tenure with the Rams. Um, but Russell Wilson was so good because he could scramble out of problems and, and create action. And if he doesn't have his legs anymore, it's going to be difficult. But high knees in the plane should fix it. All right, I got another question. Hold for on you. a second, I got a text here. Oh, please. Gets his segment sponsored, then mails in the segment. Classic Ledoux. That's from the six thirty six. What a great text. Do we have any tickets to give? No, and I wouldn't give him even a shred of a ticket. I am mailing anything. Nice. Dork. All right. Um, oh. Well, listen. Um, and I think you'll know that by this question right here. Oh, okay. Here. If the aliens come down here and ask oh. to see what this American sports deal is all about. Let's give them another set of tickets. What, what is the one game you would show them to prove that we are a worthy species? Mm. Oh, Hold on. Back it up. God. Beep, beep, beep. Rewind. No one heard that. Oh, wow. Back it up. 314-399-9646. How's the YouTube chat going? What is the one game you would show them to prove that we are, we are a worthy <laughs> species and they shouldn't probe us? I was going to say something else, but I important. What in the hell? Yeah, what's the one game you would show Did the aliens? Did you just make that up on the fly? Absolutely not. I feel like not. I'm in Second City. Ever since this UFO hearing, I've had this one in the chamber. Wow. What a payoff. 
the, the one sport contest we would show so they don't anally probe us? I mean, is, right. that, is that what I'm being asked? Yeah. In a sponsored segment on a legitimate <laughs> FM outlet, not our HD2 janitorial closet. Well, when you paint it that way. Right. Uh, how about the Miracle on Ice? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's not it's bad. A hockey one. game. There's a lot of context in that I one. I assume you'd go for a summer league game. No, there's a lot of context in, in the one you were just alluding to. Um, I think you could show them game six of the 2011 World Series, and that would fire them up because there's like the right there is like there's the it's right on the surface. You know mm-hmm. what you're talking about? The Miracle on Ice game, there's a lot going into that that you'd have to explain to the aliens, and I'm not so sure they're boned up on their Cold War knowledge. Sure. Uh, but I no. don't know. I don't know. I guess we could have the guy. Well, I mean, on. I'm assuming there's a basketball game you'd like to show them. I don't know. Like, there's not. Maybe the was Missouri it the, Kansas 2012. Was it uh, would have been Game Six of the uh, the 2014 or 13 NBA Finals when Ray Allen hit the shot. Oh, Shuttlesworth. Yeah, uh, that was 2013. Bosh out to Allen. Allen. God bless America. It's time. This is like one whole. This is a week of me doing broadcasting, and I'm uh, I'm gassed. Someone calling JoJo Romero. <laughs> I need I need some relief. <laughs> I don't have it. Let me tell you something. They are not happy in your comfort service text. Well, that's like Pavlov's dog for me to get upset is is when I hear they are not happy in the air comfort service. Good question, Piddle. That's, that's a good one. I actually like that one. Listen, I mean, sometimes... Tell the aliens about how far you hit your seven iron. That's from the six through seven. Do you think they'd be impressed with the buck 50? Maybe I would show them Tiger in 2000 at Pebble. That's what I'd show them. Okay. That would be impressive. They'd be like, "All right, well, we'll probe everyone." I but assume him. Angry Beavers canceling. Honestly, that's what that's what I think. That's that's my takeaway no, from this. No, I think people are going to be heading down to the ballpark to see the Cardinals and Cubs. They're going to go by Angry Beavers. They're going to say Piddles, and they're going to get five dollars off any pizza. And then they'll be like, "Ah, worth every penny." Uh, I see on uh, MLB Network, uh, Bob Nightingale tweets are being highlighted as we speak. The odds Nolan Arenado would waive his trade uh, clause to go to the Dodgers, 100%. The odds the Cardinals would trade Arenado to the Dodgers, 1%. And then another tweet just was shown uh, is uh, the Texas Rangers are aggressively pursuing Jordan Hicks. Uh, So that just on the MLB Network. I'm sure BK and Ferrario will have more coming up. Uh, Time to shut it down. Hate to do it because I feel like we're kind of firing on all cylinders. I was really hitting my my peak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad break. But it's time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura. And Alton Toyota, 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.